All right, so today we have uh, Leah again, um, and we also have a special guest, uh, our ESL faculty expert, Maz Nekui, uh, joining us. Hello, Maz. Hello. Hi. Thank you for... Hi. <laughs> Go Hi ahead. Both of you. Hi, Max. Hi, Leah. It's great to be here, and it's always good to you know, participate and try to, try to add more to, to what we're all trying to learn here English and practice and see what what we need to work on and improve our language skills right 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 definitely yeah. and, and I I definitely think you know that this is something that you don't necessarily get to talk a, a lot about uh, during class right because you know every class there's very structured curriculum that you know yeah, so, absolutely. So, you know I hope this can be fun for you too you know just talk about <laughs> stuff that uh, that that's fun and uh, you don't necessarily can talk about in class uh, but so before we get into our phrases uh, of the day let's talk about um, the d different uh, types of uh, phrases right so idioms slangs you know um, yeah. things yes one of the best I was listening to last week's podcast actually and uh, Dr. Mac uh, Dr. Max Orsini was talking about, you know, um, he, brought, he brought up uh, an interesting point. Uh, it stuck in my mind about uh, raining cats and dogs. So typically an idiom, right, uh, idioms are common uh, amongst, you know, every language has idioms. And uh, I think that in, uh, in English, you know, idioms are known amongst all native speakers. Um, However, the interesting point was uh, idioms are somehow, you know, bound to a specific cultural or a specific age group. Uh, so it, it might not necessarily uh, be used in, in modern times. Like, you know, as, as Max was saying, Dr. Max was saying, um, raining cats and dogs is not something that's necessarily used <laughs> amongst young people like hey guys it's raining cats and dogs which was which was so true um as opposed to that slang is more of a kind of fluid and up-to-date language that that's also um the, the interesting thing about the difference i guess between slang and idioms and i don't know if this came up uh in last week's conversation is slang is more uh it's, it's unofficial it's not it doesn't necessarily fall under a official category of language well it, it is it depends who you ask but it's not academic language mm -hmm. um, and therefore it, and it's used amongst very specific groups in a society um, so that's i guess one of the biggest differences between idioms and idioms and slangs right. uh, yeah, so, idioms are, are more well-known, of course, amongst the, the, the majority of the population. Just a question, uh, sure. Max. Does the, let me call it American slang, sorry. Permit sure. me to call it American slang. Uh, how long does it last? Like, uh, can we say a slang language has some time that it can last for it to be used or to be just... Uh, talked among the people mm -hmm. that are using the slang language. Does it change like um, over time, time to time? I, I, I think that's the nature of slang, that it does change. Um, 
but there there might be because language is full of exceptions so anything might happen in any direction so slang might become very um popular uh during a specific time and it might just catch on and it might it might actually become part of language we you know we we don't know necessarily um so something that might have been slang um you know 20 years ago or 30 years ago that might have evolved and now is is part of our language and we're using it naturally um whereas some slang that that was used uh you know 20 years ago um or 50 years ago might not even we might not even know it <laughs> um you know um, okay yeah that's actually very true and, and i think a lot of times it's just you know, it's completely by accident, right? Because one thing that's actually on my bucket list is uh, to um, invent a catchy uh, phrase and then to make it go viral. But oh, that's wow. not really, you know, and in Eng English too. Uh, but, but, but that's yeah. not really, you know, something that, it's definitely a good bucket list item, right? But um, whether I can achieve it just by, my own power you know it really depends on like the the timing the the the, the situation and all that right so mm -hmm. so it's definitely you know a lot of the you know um situation uh, you know make, make certain signs um just immediately you know explode right and everybody starts to use it um it's, an interesting point is max and this this is a question that might you know, dovetail with this discussion is that I, I don't know if you've, you've been to China recently, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. that you know i have not been i'm not from iran i or I, they, they know that i'm from iran but there's they say that there's something off about your language and it's not my accent it's literally the words the phrases that are being used like you know oh that that phrase used to be used you know 10 years ago that's not used anymore <laughs> absolutely absolutely yes and 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 then for me in particular I, I'm definitely not a very good consumer of pop culture, uh, or like I was not. I'm definitely catching up now because now I work with uh, you know so many international students from China, right? Uh, so they they they're teaching me a lot in terms of pop culture. Uh, but so yes, when I go back home, I, you know, when I talk with my friends, uh, I'm definitely I feel like you know very old, very outdated. Yeah, you're out of touch. You're definitely outdated and out of touch. Absolutely. Yes. yes, exactly. Yes. And then, so I actually have another question. Um, sure. Just a f funny side note. Was raining cats and dogs um, ever used quite often or no? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. I'm sure this is uh, like back back in the like way old time. Yeah, back in the day, you know, words like if, if, even if you speak with elder elder Americans, you know, native speakers, Americans, right. they use words. Um, we have a, 
a neighbor actually and you know she's so sweet she's in her 80s and the words that she uses is just amazing you know when uh -huh. you look at it linguistically you know like she when something happens she says oh gosh like you know you would never hear a <laughs> She would say like, oh gosh, Moss, it's raining cats and dogs. You know, that wouldn't necessarily. I, so I think raining cats and dogs um, was probably common. Uh, yeah. A generation. Um, but it, it's interesting how this has evolved and is, you know, if you ask someone who's maybe 10 years old, it's raining cats and dogs. Or if you ask, you know, somebody who's 18 years old, it's raining cats and dogs. The current 18 year old would would understand what you're saying. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, but but not use it necessarily. Right. Right. And then the 10 year old from, may not even know it. From our context, raining cats and dogs. Yeah. From it's an, uh, item that uh, I can say personally, I used in my primary a little bit of my secondary but i think by the time i was getting to university i couldn't use it anymore <laughs> you know like but i remember there's a time i'll use it so much in my compositions writing and you know, uh, i think that time when it was very common and it could be so meaningful oh that's cool that, that that's very good to know that's very good to know yes mm -hmm. yeah it's oh. just like go ahead to, to complicate things a little bit, well, not complicate, but try to untangle this whole <laughs> complicated discussion of language is another component, right? So you guys have idioms, you have slang, uh, every language has these two. Uh, in English, a very common phrase that, that also complicates the equation is um, phrasal verbs. I actually think that our students don't really, um, don't, have enough exposure to phrasal verbs. And believe it or not, I'm running out of battery here. That's not a good sign. <laughs> that is well, not well, As you take care of that, um, yeah, I, I, I just... So, yeah. uh, Max, Max yeah. just said that phrase, I'm running out of battery. I'm right. Yeah, that is a phrasal verb. Thank you. Like <laughs> Thank you for catching that. Oh, I was actually, yeah, I was actually wondering what is uh, phrasal verbs because I actually don't know. Yeah, so phrasal verbs are are the use of a, a verb, right, with a preposition or particle, we say, right? So it's, a, it's essentially a, a preposition. So run out or run in. I see. Run up. Uh, which, which, when added together, um, create a completely new meaning. And mm -hmm. believe it or not, a large portion of daily conversation in amongst native speakers is made up of phrasal verbs. Mm. Um, and it's very hard uh, to understand these phrasal verbs. I mean, context does help, but... Uh, but if you're not familiar with the actual phrasal verb, it's very hard to understand the meaning, right? Right. Like, for example, if I say, I ended up, you know, I'm running out of battery. Like, what, you know, run out means finish. Right. Um, you know, it, it has nothing to do with, with running. It has nothing to do with out. Right. <laughs> um, 
yeah but but understanding that deep level is is an, another added component right right yeah which actually um i i, I think during this podcast i'll be you know, saying it again and again and again in each episode is I think, you know, that that's where uh, once you feel or once you find the fun in the language, you, you, you really start to love the language in it. And then once you love the language, immediately your, you know, grasp of the language or your, your language ability uh, will, will just skyrocket. Um, so, for example, like actually now, now I actually didn't know what phrasal verbs were, right? But um, in middle school and high school, when I was learning English, those are actually the ones that really interested me the most because, mm-hmm. it, because there are just so many, um, it's very confusing, but confusing, confusion means it's cool. You know, like the, at least from my understanding, uh, confusion is always, you know, there are a great deal to learn. Uh, for example, put, right. So like you can put off, put out. Uh, put away, you know, there, there are so many different uh, uh, combinations and then yeah. different combinations use, uh, you know, uh, mean completely different things, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was actually looking at a couple uh, of phrasal verbs that I wanted to share with you guys and with a with another group that I'm working with. Uh, and, um, the, you know, they all end in the word up. Uh, uh-huh. bring, like bring up. Bring up. We usually use bring up for, you know, uh, for a topic, like bring this up or bring it up. Right. And, um, or, or break up, which is common amongst a lot of people like break up or end up. End up. So, yeah. So I, I was just looking at a list. Uh, I have a bunch over here that I could share with you guys. So bring up is usually used for topics. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, let's bring up this topic to, to talk about. Uh, means to start, to initiate, to bring right. up. Break up, as a lot of youngsters know, a lot of younger individuals, to break up means to end a relationship, to break up. End up means to result, right? to end up doing something. Right, 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 right. Phrasal verb. Uh, follow up. Ah, follow-up is a good one. It's a good one, right? I'd like to follow up with you guys next week on this. And so I'm follow-up. Follow and I'm, yeah, and I'm follow-up with, with someone. You follow-up yeah. with the person. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or we don't even think about it, but hurry up. We usually say hurry up. <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> Max, please hurry up. <laughs> That's and right. So a lot of, I think a lot of people learning English for the first time. Um, right. That's a that's a crazy sentence. You learn English, you know, one time, so there is no first time. But learning English, <laughs> beginners learning English, um, have have such a hard time. It's it's very challenging to be able to understand these phrasal verbs and use them effectively, especially in spoken English. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 They they would question like what what is what why up. You know why, or or when they hear the word, uh, you know, if they say "hurry up," why why up? Right. Why can't I just say "hurry"? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, like even today, uh, when I'm you know at work uh, talking with colleagues, I would still 
um, mix up, uh, you know, some of the phrasal verbs, right? Like it's the mix up. That's another yeah. phrase. Uh, that's another, oh, <laughs> yes, we don't even know it uh, exactly. Uh, but but then you know, but 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 I sort of will have a sense. Oh, wait a second, maybe I used that wrong, right? Uh, it could be wrong, it could be right, but you know, at least there's a sense. But I also, you know, I would definitely say, you know, one uh, one thing because I, you know, English is not my native language too, right? And so. Uh, when I was learning it, I definitely felt like the more you compare it with your native language, um, the more commonalities you'll find because languages, you know, they have very similar logics. You know, I'm not talking about structures, but I'm talking about uh, like the actual words or phrases and stuff, right? So, for example, you know, really like hurry up and slow down, right? Because you can't say hurry down, slow up, right? And, and then hurry up, slow down, or like calm down, and then, you know, uh, freak out, you know? Like, so, so, so those, uh, you know, in a Chinese uh, language perspective, we, we have those very contradiction, uh, contradictory, um, you know, phrases. We, we have a special name for them. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and so and then we actually think of them as art, you know, for example, if I say, you know, freak out. Right. And then you answer, you know, calm down, then we'll think, oh, you have a really cool grasp of language like you're an expert, you know, uh, because calm and uh, freak are, you know, against each other and, you know, out and down are also like different. You know, uh -huh. different direction right and so like people are like wow language master you know but <laughs> i guess my point is it, I, there are definitely a lot of similarities in the culture behind these languages right because mm -hmm. you know in, in the end you know human societies a lot of the logic you know is common so if, if language learners i guess um can spot those Right, um, commonalities. I think that'll really go a long way uh, for our language learning. I agree one hundred percent. And you know, this is—I um, don't know if it's unfortunate or fortunate, but in most um, language learning settings in in English, usually phrasal verbs are taught at very advanced levels because um, you were saying they're they're quite advanced but they're so useful and essential to language that I think they should be, you know, we should start exposing students early on to phrasal verbs. They're really, uh, you know, they're, they're essential to function, you know, words like sit down, get up, pick up, drop right. off. Uh, you know, these are, these are, these are so, uh, they, 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 include so much meaning and they're so valuable in terms of of their lexical value and they they, they broadcast such a deep message that we should start actually working with students from early on um, language learners in general uh, to be able to identify these learn these and they're kind of cool once you learn how to use them they are absolutely cool. Yes, I, uh, yeah, I still remember like, and even today when I learn some new uh, verbal phrases, like I get this sense of, you know, adrenaline rush. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. You know, when you apply it right, you know, uh, correctly, 
you're like, wow, this is very cool. Absolutely, yes. That, that, that's what I talk, you know, uh, I talk about um, the, 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 the love for language, you know, like. Um, Absolutely. And I hope that, you know, I hope that the students listening to this really, uh, you know, can join us uh, in order to, you know, learn these phrasal verbs or, or go over them and really try to kind of open up, open this topic in order to practice, in order to hear more of these phrasal verbs or hear the phrasal verbs that they are interested in and possibly learn some new phrasal verbs. Mm -hmm. each week. I think, you know, gradually, because no one can really sit down and memorize, you know, 300. I was actually looking this morning at a list of phrasal verbs and the English language has 300 useful phrasal verbs. Uh, uh, and it's, it's really not a list where you could sit down and memorize, like, you know, right. put in and, and hurry up and rip up and, you know, follow up. Um, however, you know, this has to be a gradual process for, for our students. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, application is so important, right? Practice, practice, practice. Um, exactly. I actually have another question um, because I felt like... I, Phrasal verbs cannot be broken up, right? Because when you break it up, it becomes something different. So like, like I'm actually using breaking up twice, right? So uh, break up means you and the relationship. But when you say you break something up, it's, not, it's no longer related to relationships anymore, right? It could be breaking anything up. Like a split, you are splitting them? Right. Yes. Splitting. Splitting. So is that correct uh, to say that once you split uh, a verbal phrase up? A phrasal verb, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. Phrasal verb up. <laughs> uh, sometimes they'll still stay the same, right? But sometimes they'll be, you know, just different. Yeah. So grammatically, if you, uh, some phrasal verbs can be separated, meaning you have to for example, pick Max up, right? Mm -hmm. it, it has the same meaning as pick up Max. <laughs> um, uh, grammatically speaking, uh, some phrasal verbs, depending on the nature of the verb, whether it's transitive or intransitive, can be broken up. Oh, so that, that's a kind of grammatical uh, explanation for whether phrasal verbs can be broken up or not. But I think you're focusing more on meaning, right? Uh, right. And and in terms of of does the meaning change? And yeah, absolutely. I think I think it it can potentially change the meaning if we're using you know uh, you know break up in a term in terms of a relationship or you know why don't you break the table up? into pieces you know and uh, over here we're literally meaning to to break it into different pieces and sections right right right, uh, right. meaning why it could, change, it could change as well yes like you just said something so important because sometimes when uh, we are using the phrasal verbs and then we bring other words now like the one you say break up and then break the table up yeah so yeah. like we split and then we fix in we use like the words or the nouns that we are referring to now they come in between these two words 
Yeah. Sometimes probably we are writing in a sentence and um, uh, let's say, let me just use, for example, my relationship, eh? like break my relationship up. Yeah. You, you see such kind of, instead of saying break up my relationship. Yeah. So probably some of those are some of the probably like grammatical errors that we make when we are using some of these uh, phrasal verbs, especially in sentences or in essays. Yeah. And yeah. then they end up now meaning something different than what we intended by breaking them or just like putting them together. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think one of the, the phrasal verbs has basically two things to, if, if someone wants to master phrasal verbs, the first thing is they have to actually learn the lexical meaning. So they have to learn, you know, break up means to, to end a relationship or, you know, follow up means to, to go in to get more information about something. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so the lexical meaning, meaning the meaning of the actual phrasal verb is important. The second part that's important is how this is used grammatically. So as I said, some phrasal verbs, and this is, I guess, a larger conversation. I don't think we could get into that today. Uh, but some phrasal verbs are, are, they have the ability to, to separate the actual verb part with the preposition part, the particle. Mm -hmm. um, so as I said, you know, can you pick Max up? Right. This, this is a very common way we can say it. Or we could say, can you pick up Max? Right. Um, but, but, but that actually have a very different meaning. Right. Because like, I don't know if I'm correct, um, but like pick somebody up means you're just picking them up, uh, you, you know, like by car or something. Right. right. But pick, pick up uh, somebody like immediately I would think about like those pickup uh, pick artists. You know, like, you know, oh, pick up somebody, you know, but, but, but you don't, so like in terms of somebody, right? Okay. Um, like, uh, I feel like the meaning changes. When um, you break, when yeah, you so break the two, what? Phrasal, oh, you're saying if we break it, it, it could potentially have a different meaning. Right, right. right. It may, it depends on the context. It might not. Uh -huh. And let's remember, phrasal verbs are also... Uh, um, you know, another thing to make it more complicated. Some of them have multiple meanings. Mm. So not, you know, a set phrasal verb just does not have one uh, meaning. Right, mm. right, right. So, so it could, you know, pick somebody up could mean to literally pick someone up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it could mean... Lifting uh, someone. <laughs> it could mean to go get someone, you know, by car, as you said. True, it, true. Yeah, so there are multiple meanings. And if you look at the dictionary, you might see under pick up, you might see six or seven different... Right, right. So then context becomes very important. Context does become very important. Right. If Max is a baby, then you pick him up means... Yeah. Know, exactly on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. If Leah says, Hey Maz, go pick Max up, I don't think Leah means for me to go and literally <laughs> literally go and hold Max and and you know to pick him up above the ground. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's so fascinating. 
So really Maybe just another fun. example. So, call out. Let's say, I'm uh, sorry. Let's say we are saying call out. What was the example? Call out. So probably you are in a class and uh, you want to like uh, select or choose a student to speak or answer. We can say call out on Max, right? Okay. Yeah. Call out on Max. Call out. Call yes. someone. Yeah. And probably if uh, Max is in the house and I want Max to come out of the house, I can say, I will call Max out. Uh, call Max. Does yeah, that really I, make sense? I, that's correct. Uh, but I don't, yeah, I don't think this is, it, it does. <laughs> but I don't think we can, hundred percent um define uh you know definitions based on i i think the signal is a little operating um, so yes the, so so maybe right now, Ma, you know, we can say Maz's voice is breaking up. <laughs> right. Yes. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, you know, as we wait for, oh, Ma, Ma, Maz, you're back. Sorry, yeah, I, it froze. Yes, we were just uh, saying, it froze, you, you, froze up. Yeah, for, for froze up, yeah, your voices were breaking up. But, um, Oh yeah, break up. For example, break up. Right, you, you. Another meaning for break up means to be choppy. Like, right, right, right. Your voice breaking up. Right. So I think you know. Then for language learners, really, you know, again, as the the more you get into language, uh, the more advanced, uh, or like you you're trying to figure out like the rule of language, the more it seems impossible, right? Because like when we started off, we're like, oh, you know. Uh, phrasal verbs you know just you know everybody uses them but when we really look into the phrasal verbs you're we like oh we were like oh you know like it gets more and more complex right and, and then so Absolutely. eventually i think the best way for language learners to to grasp them is just to always um you know have a keen ear to you know whatever conversations they're in Right, with, yeah. with native speakers or with, with the internationals, and, and also just try to apply um, whatever uh, frizzle verbs that they learned or they heard about recently, right? And, and it just you might be you might be um, using something wrong, um, you know, once or twice, but you know, eventually you'll make it right as long as you're like reflective and you're, you're always thinking, oh, you know, this is oh. You know, Maz is using it this way. Oh, Leah's using it the other way. Oh, I guess the context makes sense. So let me try it this way and that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's awareness. So I think students need to be, language learners in general, need to be aware of things. And there's also a, um, you know, you have to be, as a learner, you have to try to pay attention and really try to catch these things um, that are being said around you in the environment. And you have to have an opportunity to practice this. Um, I always give my students an example of, you know, paying attention to language learning 
so I don't speak Chinese. I don't speak Mandarin. But um, as a as a language teacher, I always try to notice when my students are speaking. I try to pay very careful attention to what they're saying. Uh -huh. And it was interesting. I noticed that students would would use this word uh, ma at the end of sentences. You know, they would say like something, and they would say ma. Right, 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 right. And uh, I, I realized little by little that you know they they add the, the word "ma" when they want to ask a question. Right. So they would say the sentence, and at the end of the sentence, they would say "ma." Right. Right. Like, right. For example: Max, can you ask me a question in Chinese? Ah, uh, ma. All right, there you go. You see, you, you hear that ma at the end. And I was curious. So I, I you know, being curious is, I guess, key. <laughs> I was curious and I would ask them, Why, what, what are these sentences that end in ma? What does ma mean? And they explained it and I, and I learned it. So, you know, I still don't understand the whole sentence, but I do understand when they're, when they're speaking with one another, when they say ma, it means that oh, they're asking a question from each other. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you can figure out whether it's uh, chit chatting in class or it's legit, uh... like legit <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, uh, it's a question. So yeah. this is just an example, of course. Uh, but but as you were saying, Max, yeah, paying attention for students, I guess, is key, and being able to, as you said, figure out which is another phrasal verb, <laughs> uh, being able to figure out uh, what, uh, you know, students, uh, being able to figure out these small details within a language is essential. Right, right, right. That's great. That's great. I love it. Uh, Mas, just probably for the sake of further learning to help uh, on like uh, clarifying or emphasizing this, that when we are using the phrasal verb, something that I'm thinking of, uh, Max was saying that probably the choice of the prepositions that we use, like for, of, on, in, out, yeah? Uh, if like uh, we don't make, if we miss like the choice when we are using the prepositions, then it brings a different meaning. So maybe like uh, daily or sometimes just practice and learning to know the meaning of how you combine these words with any of the prepositions, it what brings out the intended meaning in that context of what you are talking about or the sentence that you are saying. Absolutely, yes. I think it's important because some phrasal verbs actually, uh, you know, used mistakenly can have a very different meaning and can have a can have a unintended meaning that you you don't want to say. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Rude. Uh, so, so yeah. <laughs> understanding which verb really goes with which preposition. Um, it's so the technical word is particle. It's not preposition in this case, but we'll just keep calling it a pres preposition for a uh, for making things simple. Right. Um, yes, it's it's important as Leah mentioned to to really understand and know which goes with which and which meaning you're trying to create. Right, right, right. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Well, uh, that was a really, really good conversation. So thank you guys so much. Um, and uh, like we said, you know, we, we definitely hope more students can join us. And in practice, you know, phrasal verbs or, you know, a, a, any of, you know, particles.
uh, <laughs> in a sentences uh, yeah. here um, because that's you know the perfect uh, arena to learn, right? Um, I yeah. really hope so as well. And thank you for doing this, Max. I think this is a great opportunity, as you have said multiple times, uh, for students to join us and practice in a very stress-free environment. This is obviously nothing to do with class. This is just kind of regular chit-chat. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I love. Yeah. So, so for example, chit-chat is some uh, some word that I uh, I didn't learn until uh, I come to work because I think you know pre-work time you're just chit-chatting you know all the time but at work you know there is actual like work time and chit-chatting time work time <laughs> and chit-chat time <laughs> exactly right. all right so thank you guys so thank much you. and thank you thank you leo for uh the questions you definitely made this uh a better experience and a better absolutely <laughs> you added, your questions definitely added more and max thank you for having me Right, and then uh, thank you, we'll, we'll thank you for teaching us. Next, uh, ne next time, next Wednesday, I will be here. All Great. right, take care. All thank right. you so thank much. You. Again.